Hello friends, this is Stephen from Dream Gun, and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London right now. We are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Finbar Doyle, Hannah Manless, Aaron McGathy and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show's at Smock Alley Theatre and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile in London, we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins, but if you're in the future, it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Hi, I'm James. I'm Gavin. And I'm Stephen. And we are Dream Gun. And you are listening to a classic episode of Dream Gun Film Reads. Where we take our favorite movies and then totally rewrite them and put a bunch of jokes and nonsense in them. And then the show is performed by actors and comedians who haven't read the script, so everything you hear is completely unrehearsed. If you enjoy Film Reads, please subscribe to the podcast in your podcast app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know what to say in your review, just use it to tell us what film you'd like us to read next. Because we're running out of ideas. <laughs> If you'd like to support the show, there's two ways to do it. You can subscribe to Film Reads on Patreon. Patreon subscribers get early access to episodes, bonus uncut recordings, and tickets to the live show. Or you can see us in person. If you'd like to see Film Reads live, you can check out dreamgun.ie for tickets to all of our upcoming shows or follow us. We are at Dreamgun and Sons on all the socials. We perform regularly in Dublin and London and at festivals all around the world. Please enjoy Dreamgun Film Reads. Dreamgun! Batman Begins by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer. <clears throat> ah, great. Another bouncy, fun, happy-go-lucky comic book film. Wait, no. No, 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 no. This one seems all dark and broody. Not what I've come to expect from all these light and fluffy ventures. A brave move by this scarf-wearing no-name director. Wait, he has a name. Christopher Nolan, director of Batman. Two children play in the garden of a stately mansion. The boy looks like a young Christian Bale, and the girl like a young Katie Holmes or Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's found an arrowhead that belonged to whatever rich culture owned the land before the Waynes bought it for three beads and a bag of sand. Rachel, Rachel, can I see it? Finders keepers, and I found it. Bruce snatches it from her hand because he's spoiled. <laughs> he runs away and falls through some rickety wooden boards and down a spooky well. Scared and alone, Bruce huddles in the darkness. A huge flock of what I can only assume are black leathery birds. <laughs> and fly around him memorably. <laughs> Suddenly, an adult Bruce Wayne wakes up in a Chinese prison where everyone speaks English. His cellmate addresses him. Did you have a dream? Nightmare. I mean, that's a type of dream. Later, Bruce and his cellmate are in line for food. A gang of very menacing-looking prisoners approach. They're going to fight you. Again? Until they kill you. Then they might leave you alone for a little bit. Bruce looks down at the unappetizing Chinese gruel that they put in his bowl. Can't they kill me before breakfast? Bruce better save these zingers for when he's wailing on crims as the Batman. <laughs> the gang arrives and the angriest member addresses Bruce. You are in hell, little man, and I am the devil. You're not the devil. I know the devil, and I'm pretty sure I dance with him in the pale moonlight. <laughs> You're practice. He playfully fights them all. What Bruce thinks is just horsing around with the boys, though, is really just another bleak chapter in their very sad lives. 
He is dragged away by the prison guards. All right, all right, solitary! What, why? For protection! I don't need protection! Protection for them! He gestures comically at all the beat-up Chinese prisoners. What a lark! <laughs> Later, one of them dies from a collapsed lung. They shove Bruce into solitary confinement, but they must have forgotten to check it first because there's a guy already in there. It's some sort of mystery man. He looks like Oscar Schindler, but a ninja. Are you so desperate to fight criminals that you lock yourself up to take them on one at a time? Actually, there were seven of them. I counted six. Yeah, but I punched one of them twice. I don't think that counts, Mr. Wayne. How do you know my Wayne? <laughs> Wayne to disappear, no matter how deep he chooses to sink. What if I went into a room with no windows and just stayed there? It would have worked if you hadn't told me just there. <laughs> who are you? My name is merely Ducard, but I speak for Raz Ghoul, a man who can offer you a path. What makes you think I need a bath? <laughs> Someone like you is only here by choice, or for insider trading or embezzlement. And what path can Raz Ghoul offer me? path of a man who shares his hatred of evil and wishes to serve true justice. The path of the League of Shadows. You're vigilantes. No, no, no. A vigilante is just a man lost in the scramble for his own gratification. Like a man who slips while masturbating in the shower. <laughs> a vigilante can be destroyed or locked up or punched or shot with gas. But if you devote yourself to an ideal, then you become something else entirely. Superman? A legend, Mr. <laughs> Tomorrow you will be released. There is a rare blue flower that grows in the eastern slopes. Pick one of these flowers. Maybe get some milk. If you can carry it to the top of the mountain, you may find what you were looking for in the first place. Is the flower very heavy? No. <laughs> is the mountain hard to climb? A bit, I guess. Well, what was I looking for? There's some flower I told you, jeez. Bruce finds the flower under someone's washing line and brings it to Raz's house at the top of a big mountain where he lives. Inside, he sees a mystical Chinese stereotype sitting on a throne. Ducard is standing beside him. Raz Ghoul. Chinese, Chinese, I am speaking Chinese. What did he say? Uh, what are you seeking? To turn fear against those who pray and fearful. I seek also a flower. Oh, no, I already found that. <laughs> Unsubtitled mystical Chinese speaking. It's a very beautiful language. <laughs> to manipulate the fears in others, you must first master your own. Are you ready to Batman Begins? <laughs> I can barely stand. Ducard kicks him real hard. <laughs> Death does not wait for you to be ready. Show me your skills. Panther, very impressive. You're skilled, but you're afraid. Tell us, Mr. Wayne, what do you fear? Meanwhile, inside Bruce's brain, he remembers being rescued from the well by his father, wealthy, glowing philanthropist Thomas Wayne, and his manservant, Alfred, the human equivalent of a grandfather clock. The guy in the ITV drama who you think done it, but he's actually just very haughty. Where will we be needing an ambulance, Mr. White? No, I'll set the bone and take an x-ray later. And I'll fly him to the hospital. I'm a millionaire and a doctor, and I'm a pilot. I'm just a whole mishmash of reliable fatherly stereotypes. Very good, sir. 
You really are an all-rounder. <laughs> Took what a fall, didn't we, Master Bruce? And why do we fall? So we know where the wells are. <laughs> so we can learn to pick ourselves up. But if we don't fall in the first place, then we'll never need to pick ourselves up at all. Just don't fall in the well. <laughs> you know why the bats attacked you, don't you? They were afraid of you. Afraid of me? All creatures feel fear. Except for baboons. They'll tear your face off. <laughs> Even the scary ones? Especially the scary ones. Again, baboons don't. Here, I've got something to show you. Thomas shows Bruce a fancy pearl necklace. Check out these gnarly white beads. Really catch the eye. You think your mother will like them? Uh, yeah. Thanks, Bruce. I always defer to you on things like this. They take the big train to Gotham City, the Moody Apple, like a metropolis after hours. But it's really changed a lot over the years. Hard to tell what time it is. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes zany, sometimes the 40s, often blimps. Where every day is New Year's Eve and there's always a countdown to something. Did you build this train, Dad? Yes, it was just me and a thousand dead immigrant workers. <laughs> very hard times. So we built a new, cheap public transportation system. So we wouldn't have to deal with them when he, uh, on our way to the opera. The train just goes right over them. Zoom! <laughs> and at the centre... Train tower! Uh, Wayne tower. Later, at the opera, Bruce shifts uncomfortably in his seat. The opera scares him as he doesn't speak Italian and mistakenly thinks that it's about falling down wells. Can we go, please? Uh, are you sure you don't want to stay till the end and we can all leave in a big group? Well, okay. Let's go. They leave Opera Street and take a left onto Crime Alley. A man approaches and points the business end of a gun at the business end of Thomas Wayne. Hello, my name is Joe Chill. Please don't remember my face and a name. Give me a wallet and jewelry. Come on, fam! Oh no, they're being mugged. Surely Batman will save them. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Just relax. Breathe. Point the gun at yourself. No. Okay then. Okay. Here you go. And the jewelry. Hey, you, you've got what you came for now. Bang! The gun goes off. A kitschy 60s caption doesn't fill the screen. Because this is the dark and gritty version for grown-ups. Chill isn't sure if he's meant to pull to the trigger, so he shoots Martha to appear decisive. The wings fall to the ground. Bruce, it's okay. Don't be afraid. Bruce is afraid, ignoring his father's dying wish. Bruce looks despondently out the window. Alfred continues butlering like nothing's happened. I thought I might prepare a little supper. <laughs> Alfred? Yes, Master Bruce. It was my fault, Alfred. I made them leave the theatre. I said I liked the pearls. I sold Joe Chill that gun. <laughs> no. It was nothing that you did. It was him and him alone and a complex system of social circumstances <laughs> that really gave him no choice. Do you understand? I miss him, Alfred. Bring them back, Alfred. Use your wish! <laughs> I, I already used my wish. Remember, sir, when you didn't want to clean your room? 
<laughs> so do I, Master Bruce. So do I. <laughs> Ducard has been watching Bruce's memories. They start sword fighting on a frozen lake. You know how to fight six men, but we can teach you how to engage 600 by teaching you how to drive a tank. <laughs> you know how to disappear, but we can teach you how to become truly invisible. Invisible? Yes, like Cal in Mystery Men. <laughs> or that gorilla in Hollow Man. Theatricality and deception are powerful agents. Training is nothing. Will is everything. The will to do a lot of training. <laughs> you know, Bruce, I wasn't always here in the mountains. I was once down there on the flat ground. <laughs> if you let it, your anger will destroy you as it almost did me. I was just sitting around my apartment in my dressing gown watching Narcos at two o'clock in the afternoon. Static. <laughs> what stopped it? Vengeance. And Narcos kind of dipped out for the second season. That's no help to me. Why, Bruce? Why could you not avenge your parents? Why, indeed. Let's take a look at this flashback. A 23-year-old Bruce Wayne with a Beatles haircut arrives back home from college. Will you be heading back to Princeton after the hearing, sir? Or can I persuade you to stay on for a day or two? I'm not heading back at all. You don't like it, they? I like it fine. They just don't have all the go-karts and water slides that Wayne Manor does. <laughs> I've prepared the master bedroom, and your personal McDonald's is serving 24 hours as usual. <laughs> no, my room will be fine. And tonight I feel like Burger King. <laughs> With all due respect, sir, Wayne Manor is your house. No, Alfred. It was my father's house. My mother lived here as a guest. <laughs> story car park where the valets dress like celebrities. Call it Bruce's Hollywood Star Park. We'll be rich, Alfred! This house, Master White, has sheltered six generations of your family. <laughs> what do you... What do you give it down, Alfred? It's not your family. Wait, is it, is it your family? I gave a damn because a good man once made me responsible for what was most precious to him in the whole world. <laughs> This photo of him with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Should I just bury the past out there with my parents, Alfred? You want me to go get the shovel, Alfred? Because I'll go get the shovel if that's what you want. I'm, I'm going, Alfred. <laughs> Off I go. Bruce enters the kitchen to get the shovel, only to, see, only to see Rachel standing there pretending to look at something. <laughs> Alfred still keeps the condensed milk in the top shelf. Never used to stop us anyway. No,
Falcone. He knows all the criminal names. Criminals' names by heart. This man killed my parents. I cannot let that pass. I need you to understand that. Please. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Later, Bruce and Rachel sit in a courtroom. The, the, the district attorney gives a rousing speech on why they should exonerate a murderer. working people like Mr. Chill, hardest of all. His crime was appalling, yes, but it was motivated not by greed, but by depression. Desperation. <laughs> the worst desperation of all. Desperation for pearls. We strongly endorse his petition for early release. It got, got 400 signatures in 48 hours. It's really doing the rounds. Your Honor. It's chill. Oh. Not a day goes by that I don't wish I could take back what I did. Except for one day I forgot, but I made up for it by thinking about it twice the next day. Sure, I was desperate or depressed. Like a lot of people back then that don't change what I did. But Your Honor, you should have seen these poils. Inside, Bruce prepares his gun to shoot Joe Chill on the courthouse steps. But before he gets the chance, another courthouse step assassin pushes past him. Falcone says hi, and then he told me to do this. Bang! Joe Chill is shot and falls to the ground. Come on, Bruce, we don't need to see this. I do. Oh, we know there's blood coming out. Ew, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Later, Rachel drives Bruce around the city in the Rachel Mobile to clear his head. Understand why Judge Fal Faden ins insisted on making the hearing public. Falcone paid him off to get chill out in the open, and then paid a different person to shoot him. <laughs> I should thank them. My parents deserve justice. You're not talking about justice. You're talking about revenge. Sometimes they're the same. No, they're never the same. That makes sense. That's why they have separate words. <laughs> doing a silly voice. <laughs> it's why we have an impartial system. Your system's broken. We need a new bath team system. <laughs> she takes him on a scenic drive around the city, past dirty street urchins coughing and burning things and steel drums. You look beyond your own pain, Bruce. This city is rotting. Things are worse than ever here. Bruce sees a man in a sleeping bag. Drugs just, just spills them out all over the place. He preys on the desperate, creating new Joe Chills every day. It's a, it's a very popular name. You want to thank him for that? Here you go. She stops the car outside a restaurant. He's always, he's always in there eating a never-ending Italian dinner and laughing to himself. What chance does Gotham have when, we, when the good people do nothing? I'm not one of your good people, Rachel. All these years I wanted to kill him. Now I can't. He reveals he's been holding a gun all this time. Even while shaking hands and opening doors. He 
ashamed of you. Guilt-ridden, he scampers off and throws the gun into the docks, forever riding off guns as a whole. <laughs> Gunless, he bursts into Falcone's restaurant. You're taller than you look in your tabloid photos, Mr. Wang. That was an inflatable hammer. I'm actually regular size. <laughs> What, no gun? What did you do? Throw it symbolically in the sea? I'm insulted. I came to show you that not everyone in Gotham's afraid of you. Only those who know me, kid. Look around you. You'll see two councilmen, a union official, two cops, as a man dressed as a penguin, and a, a judge. I wouldn't have a second's hesitation of blowing your head off in front of them. Now that's power you can't buy, except with money. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not afraid of you. Because you think you got nothing to lose? But you haven't thought about your lady friend in the DA's office. You haven't thought about your old butler band. Alfred! <laughs> You've never tasted desperate. You're Bruce Wayne, the Prince of Gotham, the Michael Jackson of Metropolis. <laughs> Mystic Guitar! You'd have to go a thousand miles to meet someone who didn't know your name, and he's got a whole brain thing. I don't want to talk. <laughs> Understand, and you'll always fear what you don't understand. That's why I'm terrified of Doonesbury. Falcone's, res Falcone's restaurant goons toss Bruce out onto the street. Ah, uh, you should have tipped better. Homeless man is doing some sort of bit. <laughs> Bruce burns his ID in a garbage fire and is about to burn his jacket. Hey, hey, let me have it. It's a nice coat. Be careful who sees you with that. It's my most identical feature. They're gonna come looking for you. Who? Everyone. Bruce runs off into the mountains where it's chilly and he'll regret giving away his coat. <laughs> We're now back at the shadowy training temple. When you lived among the criminals, did you start to pity them? I lost many assumptions about the simple nature of right and wrong. Did you know cockfighting's illegal? <laughs> Those chickens are so funny! <laughs> and the thrill of success, but I never became one of them. I could go home whenever I want. <laughs> you travel the world to understand the criminal mind and conquer your fears, but now you must journey inwards, but not in a tiny submarine with, with your mind. <laughs> you are ready. Ducard has turned Bruce's mountain flower into a smoke which he blows into Bruce's face. Bruce gets high. <laughs> then he has to take some sort of ninja test where he's not sure what the point is, but he passes anyway, so it's basically just like college. demonstrate your commitment to justice. Kill this bad man! Descartes points to a man that has been hunched on the floor the entire time. Who is he? <clears throat> he, was a he was a farmer, but then he tried to take his neighbor's land and became a murderer. Now he's a farmer and a murderer. I'm no executioner. This man is a farmer and a murderer. <laughs> things with his hammer. You know, what's his name? Thor. No. Criminals mock Thor's laws. You cannot lead these men unless you are prepared to do what is necessary to defeat evil. And what is necessary is to circumvent the law and murder them. And where, would I, where would I be 
Raz Al Ghul appears. Gotham! Wait, what? What happened to your funny language and also how? Gotham's time has come! It is beyond saving and must be allowed to die. This is the most important function of the League of Shadows, followed by closely finding flowers and executing peasant farmers. <laughs> I will go back to Gotham and I will fight men like this, but I will not become an executioner. Oh, Bruce, please, for your own sake, there is no turning back. I, I meant to tell you that earlier. Bruce raises his sword and stares down into the prisoner's puppy dog eyes. He can't do it. Instead, he ignites some bags of gunpowder. What are you doing? What's necessary, my friend? The temple explodes, killing many, many people. <laughs> including the man he just refused to execute. <laughs> when he gets back to Gotham, Alfred has been waiting. Bruce has really come into his own in the intervening years, as shown by his henna tattoos, shark tooth necklace, and wristbands from various festivals. Master Wayne, you've been gone a long time. Yes, I have. Are you coming back to Gotham for long this time, sir? As long as it takes. I want to show the people their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. It's about a week, week and a half. People need a dramatic example to shake them out of apathy. I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored, destroyed. Alfred, Alfred, focus. Oh, sorry, sir. But as a symbol, as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. I can be everlasting. What symbol? Something elemental, something terrifying. Also, I want a little gymnastic orphan boy from the circus. For the symbol, I was thinking like an onk or like a snake eating its own face. Assume this symbol is a persona to protect those you care about from reprisal. Yes. Rachel. Rachel, they'll go after my childhood friend that I only see once every ten years. Uh, actually, sir, I was thinking of myself. Hmm, Alfred. Have you told anyone I'm coming back? Oh, I couldn't figure the legal ramifications of bringing you back from the dutch. We had to bury a coffin full of pig meat and hair gel. You had me declared dead? Well, we mistook a homeless man for you a few years ago. It turned out he just had the same coat as you. Actually, it was Mr. Earl who had you declared dead. He wanted to liquidate your majority shareholding and drink it like a smoothie. Those shares are worth quite a bit of money. Well, it's a good thing I left everything to you then, huh? Quite so, sir. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just so happy you're back to, uh, <laughs> to reclaim it. Yes, uh, and you can borrow the roads if you like. Just bring it back with a full tank. <laughs> I hope it's all right if I have uh, some of the other butlers over later to watch the remains of the day. <laughs> courtroom, psychiatrist Dr. Crane, an anemic skeleton who looks like he just gave a lot of blood, gives some dubious testimony. In my opinion, Mr. Zaz is as much a danger to himself as to others. I recommend he be released to live with me and my brother Niles Crane, my Seattle panel. Rachel confronts Dr. Crane outside the courtroom. Dr. Crane, you think a man who butchers people for the mob doesn't belong in jail? 
I would hardly have testified to that otherwise, would I? He is smart with words. No wonder he is a brain doctor. This is the third of Falcone's thugs that you've had declared insane and moved into your asylum. The work offered by organized crime must have an attraction to the insane. Or the corrupt. Or the corrupt. <laughs> Rachel's boss, the district attorney, approaches sheepishly. <laughs> Mr. Finch, you should check with Ms. Dawes here just what implications your office has authorized her to make. If any, because I don't know, because I'm not a lawyer. What are you doing? What are you doing, Carl? Looking out for you. Falcone has half the city bought and paid for, and the other half he's renting. <laughs> Drop it. How can you say that? Because as much as I care about getting Falcone, I care more about you. <laughs> That's sweet. We've, we've been through all that. It's, it's, it's that it's not sweet and let me do my job. I'm good at it. Stop. You see, Bruce is surveilling them. He's disguised as a handsome homeless man. A trick he no doubt learned from the League of Shadows. Later at Wayne Manor, a bat has gotten in and is fluttering about. Alfred, there's a bird in the house! Bless it, bat again, sir! Bruce stares intensely at the bat, then looks down at his own body. <laughs> they nest somewhere in the grounds. Probably in the cave. What okay. The bat cave! What bat cave? Oh, Bruce, you gotta see this, you gotta love it! Later at Wayne Tower, Bruce approaches the secretary. Good morning. I'm uh, I'm here to see Mr. Earl. It's uh, Bruce Wayne. Inside the boardroom, the board discuss the various ways they can betray Thomas Wayne's memory. At the head of the table stands William Earl, the evil CEO. I think after years we can allow ourselves to stop thinking about what Thomas Wayne would have done. He probably would have just closed all the hospitals or sold his dog to a strange man. Probably made a concerted effort to find his son. Earl buzzes his secretary. Jessica! Jessica, where are you? I can't see you! Bruce has distracted the secretary by teaching her how golf works. I'm golf and Tiger Woods. What a great game. So much better than answering phones. Earl enters. Why is nobody answering the phone? There's only one phone in the building. It's Wayne Enterprise, Mr. Earl. I'm pretty sure we have an answering machine. Bruce! You're supposed to be dead. I buried all that pig meat for nothing. Sorry to disappoint. I'm sure you realize I can't stop the big machine. Too many wheels turning, and turning wheels is an integral part of the big machine. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I'm, I'm not looking to interfere. I'm looking for a job. No. I said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to get to know the company that my family built. Uh, also, get the code for the bathroom. Any ideas where you'd like to start? to let him know you're coming down. You look like him, you know. Your dad. Before he was shot and buried. Before he was, um, decayed and eaten completely by worms. In the high-tech underground laboratory of applied sciences sits Lucius Fox, a wizened old man like Red from the Shawshank Redemption. 
or Morgan Freeman from anything. What did I tell you this place was? They didn't tell me anything. I just pressed all the buttons in the elevator. <laughs> Earl told me exactly what this place was when he sent me down here. Dead end. Place to keep me from causing the board any more trouble. We, we went on a team-building exercise to Cleveland. I had one too many of the Baileys from the minibar, and I woke up here. <laughs> you were on the board? Oh, wait, when your father ran things. You knew my father? Oh, yeah, I helped him build this train. Or oh, his train. Wonderful project, your, your, da your dad's train. Of course, Earl let it go to rot. It's covered in dirty graffiti now. Yeah, they call it street art. Stencils of, like, a flower wearing a policeman's hat. Or, or a security camera in a dress. That's not art, no, sir. Fox pulls out a drawer of fancies. Now, here we are, a Kevlar utility harness, gas-powered, uh, gas-powered magnetic grapple gun, <laughs> survival suit for infants, advanced infants. See, I'm a sort of a Q-type. These are your gadgets. Push the button on the side and don't touch some of them. Bring them back in one place. It doubles as a pen, etc. Try, try not to, 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 to murder too many women. sucker will stop a knife. Bulletproof? If the bullet is made of knife material. <laughs> so why didn't they put it into production? Our bean counters didn't think that the soldier's life was worth more than 300,000 beans. <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to borrow it for uh, spunkling. Spelunking? Yeah, you know, you know, uh, cave driving. You expecting to run into much gunfire in these caves? Look. I'd rather Mr. Earl didn't know about me borrowing everything. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, the way I see it, this stuff is all yours anyway. Except for the stuff in, in the corner, the, those are my things. I, I, I brought them here from home. <laughs> that night, deep under Wayne Manor, Bruce has constructed a Moody Boys adventure park, which he calls the Batcave, which must have cost a fortune to heat. Alfred and Bruce are shopping online. We order the main part of this cow from Singapore via Dummy Corporation. Indeed. And then, quite separately, we place an order to a Chinese company to make half a Batmobile. <laughs> Put it together ourselves. Precisely. Then I'll get some Wayne interns to build us a grappling gun. We'll order the utility belt from Amazon.com, but the bat-shaped belt buckle from Amazon.co.uk. <laughs> I'll order them under the name Mr. Guitar. <laughs> Do not draw attention. I'll have to use my credit card, though. Great, great. When, when I get home, I'll get started on the Pinterest boards for bat logo designs. It's all about brand name recognition. There have to be large orders to avoid suspicion. How large? Say, 10,000. <laughs> At least we'll have spares. But that will be too many spares. <laughs> Later, Bruce, having not really nailed down his, si uh, his style, slaps together a sort of balaclava-wearing IRA man costume. <laughs> he sneaks into the police station and hides behind the city's only good cop, Jim Gordon, a warm family man... <laughs> family man who's always, who always tries to make it home for Christmas. Uh, the kind of guy who rolls up his sleeves before doing anything. Don't turn around. I'm not decent. You're a good cop. One of the few. What do you want? 
Carmine Falcone. Nobody takes him down. Why? He gets his lawyer to say that he has a different name and it's not him. <laughs> what will it take to bring him down? You need a DA brave enough to prosecute. Uh, also a case and some evidence. <laughs> Rachel Dawes. You're just one man? Now we're two. We? Yes, Bruce Wayne and Batman. <laughs> Bruce disappears like a puff of nocturnal smoke. Gordon is impressed, but Bruce is probably just hiding under the desk, and will have to wait to sneak out later properly. The next day, Bruce is putting, his, uh, putting in his hours at Wayne Enterprises. Fox is upskilling in Excel, while Bruce watches YouTube videos on how to glue on bat ears. Bruce suddenly notices a big, massive tank, the only other object in the room. Interested in that. Fox entirely misjudges how much of a lad Bruce is. And soon they are spooling around doing donuts in the tumbler. She was built. Sorry. She was built as a bridging vehicle to jump over a river, towing cables. The red button will boost you into a rampless jump. Now, now the switch shoots an oil slick out the back for, for bridges. <laughs> into a cool motorbike, also for bridges. We never could get any of those bridges to work. But, but, but this baby works just fine. And we figured, you know, the normal way of building bridges was working. What do you think? Does it come in black? Well, I mean, you could buy paint and spray paint it yourself. Later, Falcone sits having a sinister brunch with Flass. Falcone has ordered his usual avocado on homemade sourdough, while Flass is just having a side salad, as he has had a big breakfast. I don't want any trouble with this last shipment. We're almost imported all of Art's drugs into the city. Sure, what on the street is there's a fat prize waiting for anybody willing to do anything about that cute little assistant D.A. Yeah. And that fat prize is money. Green <laughs> says she would have had us by now if her boss didn't keep asking her out. I'll never underestimate Gotham City. People get mugged coming home from work every day of the week. Sometimes things just go bad. So far, she's been very fortunate, though, so I, I might just have to pay someone to kill her. <laughs> That evening, in his subterranean lair, Bruce prepares his equipment for a night of crimeular fighting. Why bats, Mr. Wayne? Bats frighten me. It's time my enemies shared my dread. Why don't you dress up as something really terrifying? Like a screaming demon who's inside out and he's throwing up acid and talks in a child's voice. Oh man, that's scary. You should go with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've already kind of committed to the bad thing, but that, that's, a, that's a good idea, though. Back at the shipping yard, Falcone's goons unload a shipment of stuffed animals that have heroin inside of stuff instead of stuffing and ecstasy instead of eyes. <laughs> they hear some punching noises and the sounds of goons being thrown into the air. What was that? I better check it. Flass begins to search the docks. Where are you? An inverted Bruce-like figure lowers slowly behind them. <laughs> This is a gritty superhero reboot, so he doesn't kiss him upside down. <laughs> Batman lands in the middle of all the goons and punches them until they can't punch back. In his car, Falcone loads a shotgun. What the hell are 
are you? He's pulled through the sunroof. I'm Batman! I don't know what that is! In the Narrows, Rachel Dawes, the only woman in Gotham, has been cornered by Falcone's thugs. Batman descends behind her, which I guess must be his thing. And the thugs run off scared. Rachel smirks, assuming they fled because of her stern and assertive tone. That's right, you better run. Rachel turns and sees Batman and is disappointed that she has been deprived of her agency. Falcone <laughs> said don't kill you. Why? Is it because I'm perky? Oh, wait. It's probably because I'm literally the only person who's trying to stop them. You rattle his cage. Like if Nicolas Cage got trapped at the zoo. Batman gives her photos of Falcone smiling and holding drugs. Rachel... Rachel hears a noise and looks away for a second. When she looks back, Batman has pulled an Irish exit and is hiding under Gordon... and is hiding under Gordon's desk again. The docks, Gordon and the police find Falcone's punched up men. Oh, Falcone's men? Doesn't matter. We'll never time to it. I wouldn't be too sure of that. The officer points to a giant spotlight with Falcone tied to it. Oh. Like, like the ones of the 20th Century Fox logo, but with Falcone tied to it. Oh, look at the clouds. It's like a. It's like he's making the silhouette of a batter. Like a big M. Like a lumpy triangle. Maybe it means there's a cool nightclub nearby. All right, just come down. The police begin to saw Falcone's arms off. <laughs> Later at Wayne Manor, Alfred rudely opens Bruce's curtains. Oh, Alfred, Alfred, bats are nocturnal. Bats may be, but even for billionaire playboys, three o'clock is pushing it. They'd be shooting beloved lines by now, comparing business cards. <laughs> Your theatrics made an impression. Alfred shows Bruce a newspaper review of his capers from the previous night. <laughs> they like the punching, but they want to have gone on the voice. <laughs> you don't like the voice? I like the voice. <laughs> if those are to be the first of many injuries to come, it would be wise to find a suitable excuse. Polo, for instance. Or polio. <laughs> I'm not learning polo, Alfred. I'll just get on the horse and wing it. <laughs> Strange injuries, a non-existent social life, mask imprints, imprints on your face. Not implants, imprints. Utility belt. <laughs> what does someone like me do? Date movie stars. Do drugs. Who knows? <laughs> Mr. Wayne, you start pretending to take cocaine, you might even have a little by accident. <laughs> Later, Bruce arrives at a fancy restaurant accompanied by two women he's imported from Europe. Nice car. You should see my other one. It's a tank. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> sits down to dine with some high society types, like the aristocrats, aristocats, but human people. He's done something the police never have. Dress up as a bat. If you ask me, you can take the law into your own hands. The law is a concept and it's hard to grip. Well, at least he's doing something. Am I right? 
well, it sounds like this Batman character is nothing like me, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> we probably don't even have, uh, you know, anything in common. You know, probably he doesn't even like condensed milk. <laughs> Bruce's imported ladies have started swimming in the restaurant's water feature. They're the coolest for decoration. That water, the water is really just viscous slime. And your friends do not have swim hair. Well, they're a European. <laughs> like, uh... They're European, like Mussolini or Cyprus, technically. I would have to ask you to leave. He puts a wad of money in the, water, in the waiter's pocket. Well, you see, I'm buying this hotel and sending some new rules about the pool area. Sir, I don't own the hotel. <laughs> but Bruce doesn't care. He joins the ladies in the disgusting fountain. Deep down, he hates the fountain. <laughs> Rachel arrives. Bruce? Rachel. I heard you were back and not dead. Ooh, what Rachel. are you doing? Oh, uh, just swimming in some slime. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to see you. How are you? The same. Job's getting worse. Can't change the world on your own. What choice do I have if you're just busy swimming? Rachel, all this, uh, all this is... It's not me. Inside, I'm, I'm more. I'm, I'm actually really sad. Bruce, deep down, you may still be that same great kid you used to be. The kid who would drink too much condensed milk and have, have to be taken out of school for six weeks at a time. But it's not who you are underneath. It's who you... It's... <laughs> What you do <laughs> that defines you. I better write that down. <laughs> First time I said it, but I think it was okay. <laughs> Go swim! Bruce gets into the car with his models and they sit in stony silence. <laughs> Dr. Crane meets with the incarcerated Falcone, who's trying to seem crazy to get out of going to jail. Yeah, Dr. Crane, I can't take it anymore. It's all too much. The walls are closing in. I have difficulty conceiving other people's state of mind. Blah, blah, blah. What do you want? I want to know how you're going to convince me to keep my mouth shut. About what? You don't know anything. What's the capital of Serbia? Uh, Serpico. Not even close. <laughs> You don't want the cops to take a closer look at the drugs they seized. They're like, where are you going? <laughs> They'll realize you've been smuggling smaller drugs in those drugs. And those goons you used? I own the muscle in this town. And also their bones and skin. <laughs> Would you like to see my mask? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Dr. Crane takes out a soiled burlap sack and puts it on his head. I use it to test the reaction times to talking to a scarecrow. <laughs> now, it's probably not very frightening to a guy like you, but these crazies, they can't stand it. So, when did the nut take over the nut house, eh? Dr. Crane pray sprays Falcone with his fear gas, instantly turning him insane. Ah, I'm, I'm actually crazy now. <laughs> 
Rock is an intelligent and well thought out show. Yeah, well, he's not faking, not that one. On the streets, Flass eats a falafel and wanders down an alley. Suddenly, a grappling hook catches his foot and he's lifted 20 stories into the air. Where are the other jokes going? <laughs> his way to the narrows and watches criminals from a rooftop with some high-tech goggles. A young Jack Gleason sees him as he's just kind of hanging out in the open. instead of on his phone because he's really high. have obviously bonded over awkwardly undressing Batman together. 
Rachel arrives at the front door. Rachel! Come on now! Rachel! Long driveway. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm sorry I can't come tonight. I was just coming by to drop off your presents. You've got better plans? Rachel's phone rings. Excuse me. Rachel Dawes, everyone's favorite assistant DA. Girl with the smallest smile. Uh-huh. No, come on, give it to me straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who authorized that? Call Dr. Lehman. Tell him we need our own assessment by the judge, to the judge by morning. What's wrong? The judge cannot assess. We need to get it to him. Sorry, it's Falcone. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize you're... It's, uh, it's Falcone. Dr. Crane moved him to Arkham Asylum on Suicide Watch, where he has to watch Suicide Watch over and over. The monster! It's barely a film that would drive anyone insane! What, you're going out now? It's in the narrows, Rachel. They're really narrow. <laughs> you enjoy your party, Bruce! <laughs> It's my birthday. I think you'd be a bit passive aggressive. No, no, no. You have fun. Don't mind me. Just going to save the world, enjoy your butler and napkins with holes in them. The height of luxury. The thing that everyone references when they're talking about rich things. Bruce puts on his sneaking suit and gets ready to follow her. But, but Master Wayne, the guests will be arriving. Keep them happy until I arrive. Tell them that joke, you know. We never got to hear the joke, but I assume it was racist and all the old rich people laughed. At Wayne Enterprises, CEO Mr. Earl visits Fox in the techno basement. I need some information. The Wayne Enterprise, 1ME. 1ME? It's a microwave emitter. It was designed to vape an enemy's entire water supply. Vapes it all up. And I, I know it's socially acceptable now, but I gotta tell you, I still find vaping really weird. right away. Did you lose one? No. Yes, I, shut up. <laughs> I'm merging your department with our guys, and I'm firing you. Did you get the memo? <laughs> Just do the last bit of work for me, and, and then you can be fired. At Arkham Asylum for the Criminally Insane, Rachel watches Falcone in his padded cell like a crazy human zoo. Oh, no. Scarecrow! A scarecrow is scarecrow, very spooky scarecrow. <laughs> Miss Dawes, this is most irregular. Usually when a woman wants to date me, they don't because they're not interested. <laughs> Isn't it convenient for a man who has no history of mental illness to, to have a sudden psychotic breakdown just when he's about to be indicted? As you can see for yourself, Miss Dawes, there's nothing convenient about his symptoms. Scarecrow! There's nothing convenient about a man saying scarecrow a lot. Except when you're at the mask shop being asked what mask you'd like. What's scarecrow? Patients suffering delusional episodes often focus their parano paranoia on an external tormentor, usually one conforming to Jungian archetypes. In this case, a scarecrow. Scarecrow. And coincidentally, in every other case in this particular building for some reason. I think the scarecrow is one of the Jungian stereotypes. Sure it is. The scarecrow, Libra, the creepy counselor, <laughs> blue eyes, white dragon, you know, the, 
Dalton Dog, that's another one. <laughs> he's drugged? Psychopharmacology is my primary field. I'm a strong advocate of just, you know, drugs. <laughs> I respect the mind's power over the body. That's why I do what I do. I, I do what I do to keep thugs like Falcone behind bars, not in therapy. Even if they need it. <laughs> I, I want to find out exactly what you put him on, though, or if you could just tell me. No. <laughs> but there's something I think you should see. Brain brings Rachel to the basement where goons are pouring drugs into the water supply. The goons look up and wave like it's part of a tour. <laughs> The medicine. Perhaps you should have some. Clear your head. It's fear gas. Blah! Brain gases Rachel like he is wont to do. Suddenly the lights go out. He's here. Who? The Batman. What do we do? What anyone does when a prowler comes around. Call the police. You want the cops here? At this point they can't stop us. But the Batman has a talent for disruption and punching. <laughs> Force him outside. The police will take him down. As the bad guy, it's a really terrible idea for him to call the police. But it does ramp up the tension of the scene. What about her? She hasn't got long. I gave her a concentrated dose. The mind can only take so much. It's like the opposite of cocaine. <laughs> Are they true? The things they say about him? Can he, can he really fly? Does he really do 50 push-ups every morning? <laughs> That he's a troubled man dealing with a traumatic past. That he can transform into a truck. Well, like, some of those things are true. Batman appears. The thug goes to shoot out his wheels, but he's not in truck form, so he misses. He beats up everyone and captures Dr. Crane. Taste your medicine, doctor. I said that as a trick. It's actually bad medicine. Batman sprays Scarecrow with Scarecrow's own gas glove, and he goes crazy. He seemingly never bothered to inoculate himself against the gas, even though he invented it and goes around shooting it out of his wrist willy-nilly. He didn't even take a bit every morning with his oats to build up an immunity. Now, instead of Batman, he sees a mashup between Batman and the lung cancer warnings on the side of cigarettes. Raz! Raz al Ghul! Raz al Ghul is dead. Who are you working for? Dr. Crane isn't here right now, but if you'd like to make an appointment. Uh, he's not in. Hey, Dr. Crane, bye, my dear. Sorry I missed you. Uh, but before he can make an appointment, the building is surrounded by cops. Hey, Batman! Come out and drop any weapons! You're surrounded! Gordon walks right in past a line of scared cops. He doesn't let on that he knows he'll be fine, and everyone thinks he's very brave. <laughs> Inside, he finds Batman and the unconscious Rachel. Uh, uh, let me get her down to the medics! They can't help her, but I can. What uh, is that? Batman takes a button out of his shoe. Uh, it's, well, sh oh, it's a backup. He presses the button and a hundred bats fly into the building. Gordon carries Rachel outside, giving Batman time to jump down the stairwell. He tosses away the bat-calling remote and never builds a second one, even though it's really, really useful. <laughs> How is she? She's fading. We gotta go. I'll get my car. I call it the Toyota Corolla. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I bought mine. Yours? Batman puts Rachel in the bridge building tank from earlier and drives away. I gotta get me one of those. Does it come in beige? <laughs> They're being chased 
chased by the police. The Batmobile uses its bridge jump to leap across Gotham's rooftops, smashing everything and being incredibly reckless, if I'm honest. As it races by, all the traffic cops look at their coffee like, what am I drinking? Batman presses a button on the Batmobile and the Batmobile deploys the, that, uh, the bunch of raw bridge building materials that confuse the police cars. Just hold on. I only had time to manufacture one bat team seatbelt and it's the driver's one. Rachel passes out. Back at the asylum, Gordon and a cop stumble upon the empty chemical containers and an open water pipe. They clearly got it all into the mains. Did I get any of this into the mains? <laughs> yeah. Notify the water company. There's got to be a way to isolate this. No, they, they put it all in. Gotham's entire water supply is laced. Well, I think we should definitely notify the water company. Yeah. Like, why haven't we felt the effects? Uh, it must be a compound that has to be absorbed through the lungs. You know, as a regular beat cop, I see this kind of thing all the time. <laughs> Rachel wakes up in the Batcave. Batman has been watching her sleep. Rest. Gordon has Crane. Is Sergeant Gordon your friend? I don't have the luxury of friends, but yes. I'm going to give you a sedative and take you home. When you wake up, get these to Gordon. What are they? The antidote. One for Gordon to inoculate himself, the other for mass production. Don't get them mixed up. This one only works on mustached men. Crane was just a prawn. We need to be ready. Also, if Wayne Industries gets a patent, we could, you know, build so many more trains. Rachel falls asleep. Batman posts her home and takes the bat lift upstairs to the mansion. The lift removes his bat suit like a Wallace and Gromit machine and dresses him in a tuxedo while brushing his teeth. It's a miracle no one was killed. It's, it absolutely is. I didn't have time to observe the rules of the road, Alfred. Yield! What does that mean? We need to send these party people away. Those are Bruce Wayne's guests. You have a name to maintain. Your father's name. And it's all that left of him. He loved birthdays. They were his sort of thing. Don't destroy that, Master Wayne. Bruce arrives at his birthday party. Everyone sings the birthday song, but no one's really sure if they should say Bruce or Batman at the end, so they all just sort of mumble it. Bruce approaches Fox. I didn't have time. Oh, uh, thank you for that item. <laughs> wink, wink. You know, I'm talking about the antidote. <clears throat> now, uh, somebody's planning to disperse the toxin using the water supply. Well, the water supply won't help you to disperse an inhalant. Unless. <laughs> what? Unless. <laughs> you have a microwave emitter powerful enough to vape all of the water. <laughs> just misplaced. Or, you know, anyone using uh, kettles and showers and stuff, they're bones. <laughs> and you probably shouldn't use your steam room for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. What, 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 what was that about a vape machine? Earl just fired me for asking too many questions about it. Go back to Wayne Enterprises now and start making more of the antidote. As Bruce is talking, a fancy lady approaches behind him. Fox leaves. Bruce, darling! Oh, Margaret! 
uh, we were just talking about the police, uh, the band, uh, which, you know, Stang, uh, you know, them, uh, always looking to get their hands on that antidote. This for me here, you simply must meet. Now, am I pronouncing this right? It's Mr. R Razzle Ghoul. A man turns around, but it's not Razzle Ghoul. <laughs> You're not Razzle Ghoul. I watched him die. Well, I'm going to leave you to it. <laughs> but is Razzle Ghoul immortal? Are his methods supernatural? No. Oh my God, he's Razzle Ghoul. We thought he was a guy with a different name, but now that I think about it, it doesn't actually change anything on that one. <laughs> with me. Let these people go. You are welcome to explain the situation to them. Everybody, everybody, I want to thank you all for coming here tonight. Uh, oh, I'm drunk. I'm so drunk. I'm really drunk right now. <laughs> oh, uh, look at you walking around. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you and me are done professionally. <laughs> Talking to me. Oh yeah, and all these snowflakes. Look, look, look. Everything that Clint Eastwood said and thinks is right. Okay. Thank you. The apple has fallen very far from the tree, Mr. Wayne, and it fermented, and you drank it. Bruce accidentally pretends to be too drunk, and they put him in a taxi home. When the driver realizes he was already at his home, he turns back. When he arrives, everyone's gone. Amusing, but pointless. None of these people have long to live. Your antics at the asylum have forced my hand. See? I'm not doing this. Some crane was working for you. His toxin is derived from your his toxin is derived from the organic compound found in our blue flowers. He was the one who thought of dressing as a scarecrow and spraying it in people's faces when they weren't paying attention. You're going to release Queen's poison on an entire city. Yes, then watch Gotham tear itself apart. You're going to kill... You're going to destroy millions of lives. Billions if you count cats. The League of Extraordinary Shadows... The League of Extraordinary Shadows has been a check for thousands of years. We sacked Rome and fired Constantinople. Burned Atlantis to the ground. A few of us painted the Mona Lisa, but not as big as you think. Every time a civilization reaches the pinnacle of its decadence, we return to restore the balance. Gotham isn't beyond saving. Have you seen the nifty trains? Give me, one, give me more time, okay? There are good trains here. When I found you, you were lost, but I showed you a path. You were my greatest student, and to be honest, most of those guys didn't have a lot of English. There was a lot of vacant nodding. It should be you standing by my side, saving the world. I'll be standing where I belong, also saving the world, but by helping people instead of killing everybody. <laughs> In the background, Raz's henchmen set fire to the mansion. A piece of burning roof falls, pinning Bruce to the floor. 
You never did learn to, to mind your surroundings. Justice is balance. You burned my home and left me for dead. Consider us even. Raz storms off, leaving a goon to stand guard. Don't let anyone out. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, boss. Alfred sneaks up and hits him with his iconic golf club. <laughs> which features as his secondary weapon in the 2006 game DC's Butler Battlegrounds. <laughs> He probably wasn't. Uh, but Alfred really should have checked first. He finds Bruce trapped under a big log. Batman's kryptonite. Master Wayne! Master Wayne! What is the point of all these push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log? Push-ups are a misnomer, Alfred. You're actually pushing down. Old man... saves him from the log. I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. Oh. What? <laughs> why, why do we fall, sir? Yeah, yes, we get up again. They're never going to keep us down. Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> Still haven't given up on me, huh, Alfred? Never. <laughs> you pay me not to. Meanwhile, in the Narrows, Raz has released all of the inmates of Arkham. Gentlemen, it's time to spread the word. And the word is, everybody go fucking crazy and destroy the town. But it's, it's a hyphenated word. He turns the vaping machine on and it begins vaporizing the water. Almost immediately, the streets are awash with chaos and mayhem. It's like some really awful club you went to once in Spain. It's all smoky and hot and sp everyone's spilling their beers and bumping into each other. And the, the Batmobile jumps over the raised bridge, landing next to Gordon. Uh, the Narrows is tearing itself to pieces, and I'm the last cop in the city! This is just the beginning. The monorail follows the water mains to central hub, beneath, beneath my dad's tower. I mean my tower, I mean Batman Tower. <laughs> if the machine gets to the station, it will cause a chain reaction that'll vaporize the city's entire water supply. Covering Gotham in this poison. I'm gonna stop it from loading the train, but I need your help. What do you need? Can you drive stick? I, no, I actually can't. <laughs> Maybe just get in, don't touch anything. Down the road, Rachel uh, comforts Jack Gleason, the little throne boy from earlier. It's okay, it's okay, no one's going to hurt you. Suddenly, Scarecrow arrives on a fire-breathing death horse. Of course they are! Crane? No, Dr. Scarecrow. <laughs> there is nothing to fear but fear itself, and me on a big crazy horse. Rachel immediately tasers Scarecrow in the face. Turns out he should have feared being tasered in the face. His horse runs off and he's dragged away. A group of deranged criminals surround them and they are very certainly going to die. Batman comes and spirits them away to a nearby rooftop. <laughs> Okay, okay, no one likes a smartass. <laughs> Wait, Batman, at least tell me your name. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Bruce! <laughs> yeah, like I, I said that so that you didn't have to say my name out loud, you idiot! <laughs> 
Oz finishes hoisting the vaporizer onto the Wayne, onto the Wayne train. <laughs> Batman swoops majestically into the scene in full bat regalia. Well, well, I see you took my advice about theatricality a bit literally. I was just suggesting growing some interesting facial hair. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a city to destroy. I am still amazed he didn't say, I've got a train to catch. <laughs> Batman follows in hot pursuit. He grapples onto the train and sits right next to Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> even though all the other seats are free. You'll never learn. Batman punches Raz, but it doesn't work. Uh, I taught you everything you know, and I purposely thought you had a punch wrong. <laughs> You're just an ordinary man in a cape. That's why you couldn't fight injustice, and that's why you can't stop this train. Who said anything about stopping? I did, just there. Yeah. Up ahead, Gordon blows up the train tracks with the Batmobile's rockets, but the car is fully automated, so he really just sat there. The tracks collapse. As Raz watches from the train, Batman pins him to the ground for a killing blow. Now you never learn to mind your surroundings. <laughs> have you finally learned to do what is necessary? I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Batman leaps from the train. Uh, Batman leaps from the train crash that he caused. Killing Raz Al Ghul. Batman is 100% responsible. Like if you burn a house down and a family are inside, it's, it's definitely a murder. The next day, everything has calmed down a lot. And Earl arrives at Wayne Tower. Fox is giving a talk to the board about more of his wacky one-off inventions. I thought I seemed to remember firing you. You did. I got another job. Yours. But that was my job. <laughs> oh, didn't you get the memo? All right, guys, seriously. People, people, uh, where people aren't getting memos. We really need to do something about it. Later, Bruce and Alfred arrive at Wayne Marrow and shift through the burnt remains. Alfred shows Bruce the newspaper. Batman may have made the front page, but Bruce Wayne got pushed to page eight. I keep telling you, Alfred, we're the same guy. <laughs> the newspaper reads, Drunken billionaire burns down home. Easily the best headline in film history. Rachel arrives. Sorry I didn't tell you, Rachel. No, no, Bruce, I'm sorry. The day the chill died, I said terrible things. You should have heard me. I was like a sailor that day. <laughs> the true things. I'm sorry. I was a coward with a gun, and justice is more than revenge. It's about getting them back for what they did to your parents. <laughs> so thank you, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I never stopped thinking about you and us, and I'm sorry about that. And when I heard you were back, I started to hope but then I found out about your mask. It's more of a pointy helmet. No. No, this. This is your mask. The real face is the one that criminals now fear. The man I loved. The, the man who drank that goddamn condensed milk. Fell down a well and probably other memories. The man who vanished. He, he never came back at all. Maybe someday, when Gotham no longer needs Batman, I'll see him again, sitting at a cafe in France with Anne Hathaway. 
You proved me wrong, you know. About what? Your father would be very proud of you. Just like me. <laughs> I hope I didn't get... <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> Again, uh, your, your father would be very <laughs> proud of you. Just like me. I hope I didn't get blown up with costumes. <laughs> Rachel and Bruce hold hands and watch as Alfred cleans the destroyed mansion like, no like nothing's happened. What will you do? <laughs> Rebuild it just the way it was. Brick for brick. For brick for brick for brick. For brick. Yeah, why? Just the way it was, sir. Yeah. I thought this might be a good opportunity for improving the foundations. In the southeast corner? Precisely, sir. Hot That night, the bat signal shines into the night sky as Gordon stands beside it. Batman appears. Batman taps the bat logo built into the light. It's exactly the logo he designed earlier, so Batman must have emailed it to him as a Photoshop file. Nice! Couldn't find any mob bosses. Well, Sergeant? It's lieutenants now. You really started something. Bench cops running scared. Gay cops being accepted. <laughs> They buy automatics. We start wearing Kevlar, they buy army piercing rounds. We, we build sand castles, they kick him over. I got a PlayStation, they got a PlayStation 2. When I go to get a PlayStation 3, they shoot my wife. Uh, and? And you're wearing a mask and jumping off rooftops. Now! Take this clown. He's a real joker. Armed robbery. Dumbbell homicide. Got a taste for the theatrical like you. Leaves a calling card. It's a shiny Blastoise. I look into it. They're pretty rare. Also, we just got a report of a bunch of... <laughs> Oh, 
Paris to hang ice hockey with the diamonds. I'll go get them, too. Also, we got a guy going around like, oh, I'm a man in a mask. No, no, isn't it more like, oh, government will be mine forever. No, hey, what are you guys doing? You, do, you, doing, you doing the mask thing? The guy with the mask? Hey, I'm going to blow up. Thank Bruce Wayne. Batman the end. Hello friends, this is Stephen from Dream Gun and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London right now. We are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Finbar Doyle, Hannah Manless, Aaron McGathy and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show is at Smock Alley Theatre and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile, in London, we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins, but if you're in the future, it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets.